Welcome to the Prepare to Win Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to get into uh, kind of a different topic, talking about, uh, I guess, the, what are we going to call it, the, the job field right now, the career field, the job market. Uh, career field, yeah. That yeah, seems about right. Something like that. So, I just got out of the uh, ice bath for the first time that we now have here. Uh, so if you are local and you want to use an ice bath, you feeling refreshed? I kind of am. I know why. <laughs> it is. It is kind of cool how it like um, how I said. Uh, it opens your body up, like kind of gets things fire and turns you on more. Um, there's a word I'm looking for, but um, like I came in, you know, I was working out and I felt like. Yeah, motivated for the day, you know what I mean? But it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm ready to go, you yeah. know what I mean? And then you get in that, and it's like a boom, instant wake up. Yeah. So, um, just, I, like, I felt like way more awake, but it wasn't necessarily like overstimulated, like bouncing off the walls. It's like alert. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, like an alert feeling. Yeah, I don't, I feel like, um, like a, a like a zen as people mm-hmm. would say alert not like i'm caffeinated alert right you know just very focused very yeah. i don't know very aware i guess yeah so kind of interesting we were just talking about uh before we came on to the contrasting of after that you know got in the sauna and um i found it interesting like you can you know, you, you submerge yourself in cold water and it's like that instant freeze Whereas like you getting yourself, in, I think the sauna was at 145 or something, mm-hmm. and like I didn't feel like I was that much warmer after being in there for five six minutes. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's crazy how long it can take to heat back up, but how quick it can just be gone. Oh and, yeah, especially with the cold plunge because yeah. the last time that I did a ice bath, it was literally just a bathtub mm-hmm. and put ice in it and. I had forgotten that when the water isn't moving, you get this nice bubble kind of around you that your body heats up a little bit. So it doesn't mm-hmm. feel as uncomfortable and you have to move the water around in yeah. order to keep it. Well, that has jets on it that yeah. keep it circulating. So it's, it's doing that whether you want it yeah. to or not. So it freezes you so much faster than, you know, being in a traditional ice bath yeah. or just, you know, homemade ice bath. Yeah. It's, it's definitely different. Cause I've, I've been in like, uh, when I heard you needed, um, my disc and my back was the last time I was in an ice bath. Mm. Uh, pretty much like immediately. I, that's like what I went home and did was uh, fill the tub with ice and got in the ice bath. And and doing that versus that is it is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's. I mean, that's why. Like, uh, like I said, the contrast thing is like it's how her hypothermia happens, and you know, people fall in cold water for. 0.2 seconds well not that long but you know what i mean yeah um and that's why it's so important to get heated quick mm-hmm. you know and well, takes so much longer to heat up after yeah. such a short exposure yeah so all right um you can kind of enter this one a little bit since okay um, i know you were wanting so to get on the topic i had texted you that i really wanted to do <clears throat> this as a topic and the thought that had crossed my mind is the idea like where have all the workers gone mm-hmm. and it comes based off of conversations that we've had where a number of times we see people 
in the local area and beyond want to take on these, you know, these business ventures, but they want to do it solo. Yeah. And when the opportunity is presented to them in one form or another, because you and I have both presented multiple opportunities to multiple people. Mm-hmm. For some reason, whether it's fear or it's ego or it's a combination of the two or it's short sightedness, the willingness to do the work that it would take mm-hmm. to take on that business venture that is presented is never accepted. Yeah. It's like if I were to present that to you, life already has presented that to you. Life has presented that mm. to me and it becomes exciting. Mm. Like, let's see if I can do this. Yeah. I like, I see this opportunity. What is it going to take yeah. to make this a possibility? And how many times have we watched people say, Oh no, no, I'm good. I'm just going to do it myself. Knowing that, their ceiling for potential yeah, with yeah. what they chose to do is so much lower. Yep. Um, yeah, that's a kind of a question. I mean, even still today, uh, I was talking to someone about that too, is like, I really don't understand sometimes the thinking. So, you know, for all the people that don't understand is um, my gym model, I actually got from some of the West coast type gyms uh, that were ahead of the game years ago. Like the, a lot of the gyms that are being built out now and stuff. You saw this out in some bigger gyms on the West coast. And now these, these places are massive. Like, I mean, they're pulling millions of dollars in revenue every year through online training, through <clears throat> their gym memberships and all that stuff. And I'm talking millions and millions and millions, like not just cracking a mill. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> And, you know, so what I wanted was to find people that uh, call them niche coaches Mm -hmm. or had their own specialty field and then kind of combine as one. And then you grow within that. So you might have, you know, um, three, four coaches who can do the same thing. You know what I mean? And then you have one, two, three specialists like, you know, in your realm that might do the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how you keep growing that way. Right. Right. <clears throat> and what we see is everyone right now is trying to, it's like, it's like the battle of like, even though we're all fucking so small, uh, it's like Microsoft versus Google versus Apple versus, you know what I mean? Amazon. Like mm-hmm. everyone's got to stretch themselves with every type of, um, training to offer every type of thing. But the thing is, is that you're finding, how do I say it? Like one coach trying to do all those. Right. You know what I mean? They're trying to be the one stop shop by themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, or with one other person or something like that. That shit doesn't work. Right. You're not going to get, you you might get a couple clients here and there. You're not going to get anyone high level. I can promise you that if you do, you got lucky. Because what's going to happen is you're going to wear yourself thin. You're not going to have any quality of training and you're not going to be actually good at anything. You're going to be okay at a, at a bunch of things, right? Uh, at best. So you're not really going to get the client potential that you think you're going to get. And if you do, you're not going to be able to charge a high enough rate for it to matter. So, you know, you can have your, you know, 20, 25 people that come in 
and maybe they're only willing to pay you 60 bucks, 70 bucks, 75 bucks a month or whatever, 80 bucks a month. Right. Um, you know, whereas like a higher level coach can be charging, you know, clear, easily clearing a hundred and have 50 to 60 clients just themselves. Right. Um, on the back of the reputation from putting out quality, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've always kind of said this, I know we've talked about this is like, if you could take, there's so many gyms around here for how populated the area is and for the money that's coming through this area, there, there's so many gyms. If you took like four of those, five of those and condensed them and created one big entity, mm-hmm. you would have like a couple super gyms as I would call them to where like they really there's there's no other competition. It would actually probably force some other gyms to shut down because they want to be able to have enough people coming in because those gyms would just take over, right? Right. Um. The thing is, is that it, it, everyone wants to, like I said, like you said, keep doing their own thing, and that's all. That's all well and good. You want to be your own little entrepreneur. You want to be your own. Worry about all your own stuff. The problem is, everyone wants to be, you know, the chief. That old saying, like, you know, there's too many chiefs, not enough Indians, or mm-hmm. whatever the hell that was. Yeah. Um, but it, it's it's kind of true. Like, if someone comes along and they have X model in their gym, and it's a good deal, and everything seems proper, you know. Even myself, I would be willing to go to second in command, third in command to be part of that bigger system, mm-hmm. right? Um, but what you're seeing is people that aren't they, they? They have no no reputation yet, no no gain. You know what I mean? They have a couple clients here and there. They try to go off on their own, and then what happens? They either a don't succeed, and they fall out. They fall out. They go get a day job. They're done training people they're done working with people you know mm-hmm. all that it becomes a side hustle then it's a permanent side hustle or they try to build it out and it's just subpar it's not good you know what i mean yeah um i i can only think of you know god one two people maybe that's like we've came in contact with or like that we have maybe put in their ear about doing something that ever did anything significant outside of here. And I mean, there's, if you think about it, like everyone else is either a no longer coaching, Mm -hmm. no longer in their field. Yeah. Or is it really helping nobody? You know what I mean? There's only like, I'm trying to think. I, yeah, I'm thinking of one. Yeah. It's one girl that built a business around similar to what you do. Mm-hmm. Other than that, there isn't anybody. You know, um, you know all these. How do I say it? So all these coaches want to go coach at a place that. Um, how do I? I'm trying to word this like so it makes sense, but. They want to work at places like commercial gyms. Okay. Okay. Let me put you this in perspective. I had a client come in the other day. 
right? Well, he's a new client. He just started, right? And he came in and we were going through the consultation process. And this guy is pretty fresh, you know, pretty beginner. Mm-hmm. And he even knew that commercial gym trainers suck. Like that's that's what it's boiling down to now, you know, is that people start to know that like a coach in a commercial gym, yeah, you might get that flow. You might get those 50-year-olds that don't know no better or want a cheap rate or whatever, right? right? right. But like the younger people coming up, they know they know that commercial gym trainers are bad, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they know that we won't say the brand name entity. <laughs> they know that their coaches are bad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's becoming one of those things now, like there's levels to it. And if you want to stay on that low level, then yes, you go get a job at a commercial gym. You go to a sports performance gym where, the only reason, I'll tell you right now, the only reason that any sports performance gym in this area at least survives is because schools, how do I say this? Unless they have their own strength coach, because some schools are starting to do that now. Mm-hmm. Teams need a place for their people to go with open space. They don't have enough space in their gyms and their, lo- their weight rooms and all that to train, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a need for space to train athletes out of and then most of them offer a very cheap rate so they go in there cheap rate cheap training you get the coach that's willing to work for 15 20 bucks you know whatever a Mm -hmm. class um you get the cheap cheap rate coaching you know so you 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 know they get their flow through School referral. Yeah. I guess I should say, right? Whereas like, and I, I, you know, I just put this in my story, like, whereas a place like this, like we get referrals based off of what we do, mm-hmm. like what our knowledge is and you know what I mean? Cause think of how many gyms around here. Um, I'm sure you can find a powerlifting coach in there. I'm sure you can find a strength coach in there. I'm sure you can find a weightlifting coach in there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find a recovery person. How, God, how many massage therapists are in this area? You know, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, a lot. These people can go somewhere else, mm-hmm. but they don't. They come here. The people that want to get better come here. Why is that? Reputation, quality of training, mm-hmm. right? That came through hard work of building it over years. So like when, you know, we kind of linked up a long time ago, like you could have been like, oh, hey, you know, I'll, I'll stop in twice a week and just if anyone needs anything, you know, what, whatever. Mm-hmm. Think of, you know, just based off what we've seen. Yeah. Think of the growth that would have been missed out on had you just been like, yeah, I'm going to stop in twice a week, um, but I'm going to work down the road once a week and I'm going to be over here once a week, you know, versus actually being in here, showing face, uh, starting to get a reputation with people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then advancing that from, the people are just in this gym to the people that are our online clients. Then you know, you got your, your actual, your local mm-hmm. growth happening for yourself completely outside of here. Right. But if you just would have been hopping around, like I'm going to uh, link up with you for a day and, 
go over here for a month and you know what I mean? I mean, it's funny you bring it up because when I started, I thought that's what it was going to be. I didn't know there was going to be another option. I thought that, okay, there are probably going to be enough people who want to see me that I could be at Unrivaled one or two days a week. And that means I'm going to have to fill another one or two days at a different gym, see if I can find a CrossFit gym or find another uh, commercial gym. Uh, and then maybe I can get in with a, a sports team somewhere and do that once a week. So I'm trying to fill my days. And I kept finding that I was comparing the places that I was going into to the mm-hmm. experience that I was having here with the clients that were here. And it's just like, am I, do I really want to try to put my time into finding more places mm-hmm. or do I want to build something in a space that's already quality? Yeah. And that really became the two options. Yeah. And I don't understand why that perspective is so difficult for other people to see. Like why I think why it, try to do everything yourself? Why try to put all that when it's already been I, done by somebody and been done I think better? It's, it's the classic thing of people know think they know better than it's like the person at work's like, Oh man, my boss is an idiot. Like if I ran the company if you ran the company, the fucking company would fail. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up. Go to work. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that that happens in everyday society, too. Like, everyone thinks they know more than their boss, their manager, their whoever, you know. And I think that comes into play. It's like that ego of, well, I know better. I mean, like, even when we were starting to really grow, remember how we'd have meetings all the time? Oh, yeah. And I would ask everyone opinions on stuff. Like... I would try to, hey, what are we missing? What am I, like, what do we need to do? Let's try this. How many things did we try just to try them, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's the same thing with, like, uh, Dan. When I met with Dan, I was just trying to get him to come in and do, like, hey, can you hold classes here, you know, twice a week, whatever. Mm -hmm. And he went up me and was like, how about I just move my whole club in there? And I was like, Yes. Even better. <laughs> and that was a no brainer. I didn't have to think twice. I didn't like, well, you know, Dan, let me think about that from like an ego standpoint of, well, maybe I want to coach Olympic lifters or maybe right. I want to, cause I actually was programming for Olympic lifters at the time. Right? Okay. Oh, wow. Um, and now there wasn't a lot of, I mean, it was a couple of them, you know, but mm-hmm. it was still like something I could have gotten into. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I said, okay, well, if that happens, like I'm giving you my lifters, like I'm not coaching Olympic lifting anymore. You're the Olympic lifting coach. Mm-hmm. I gave up that pathway to give to him and look where that, <laughs> what yeah. happened with that, you know, his, his club is always been, you know, sizable, but, um, we've worked together and helped him grow tremendously. And then his club has helped the gym grow. You know what I mean? Right. And it's just like we feed off of each other that way. Mm-hmm. Everyone here feeds off each other. You know, I send you people while we're getting referrals back from you. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just like this this one entity with all these specialty coaches and no one gives a shit. You know what I mean? So, and like we all, some of, we know similar things. Um. And it's not like we're out here like, oh, well, I'll coach them. Oh, I'll coach right. them, you know. So so that moment where you made the decision, well, I guess it wasn't really a decision, like you said, because you didn't have to think about it. But Dan says, I'll come in basically full time. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to give you my lifters. Mm-hmm. What is that? 
Because to me, that makes sense. And yet, I think that it's easy for us to not be able to understand why others can't make sense of that because that's just a natural mindset. It's like, oh, if I if I give these lifters to a, a better coach yeah, and they get better, you still benefit from their success yeah, in that model. And somehow, and this comes back to the idea of you know, it's, that vision or perspective that people don't have. It's the old, it's the thing of, uh, and we, I saw this during COVID, honestly, COVID showed who's a piece of shit. It really did because you saw the people who got, um, and I understand there's a lot of things that happened. So like, yeah. you know, some people had to be tighter with their money. Some people had to be wary of like risk and all. I fully see that. Right. I get that. Um, but you saw during that time who was willing to fuck over their fellow human to survive basically. Um, in, I could go so many routes with that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the, some of the shit that I saw during COVID, like even the way some people treated small businesses, you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And we won't get into the politics around that, but like the way some of these people acted towards some of these businesses, you know, and there was no remorse, repercussion, didn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? It was about their, their own survival, their own ego, their own being right, their own, you know, whatever. Um, but like you, you see that, uh, in daily life also people how do I say like they they will always do what they need to do for their own survival and they think that if they don't uh have you or if they don't they don't need you to survive because they're gonna do it better basically they're gonna do it better they're gonna make more money they're you know whatever it is they're gonna get more clients they're gonna keep it all they don't want to give you any cut of it they don't want you know they don't even want uh their athletes to maybe even think that you're a better coach because then you're going to go, they're going to go over to you or, you know, it becomes this whole like yeah. thing. Right. And I, and I think that's the problem is like, cause a lot of people are doing it. They don't give a shit about the person. They do it because it's trendy because it's cool mm-hmm. because everyone's a coach now, you know, because you can be an online coach and sit at home on your ass. what everyone thinks, right you know, or whatever. Um, a lot of people don't, don't want to do in-person training anymore for that reason. A lot of these young people, because they think like, well, I can just sit on my computer and do programming. You've never seen a person move yeah. like at all in real life. So how can you sit there and even assess them and write up a program off of never seeing someone like anybody move, not just that person. You know, right. we're talking to anybody, right? Um, but like I said, I think it's it's this this thing, this culture of like, well, I, I can do it better, so I don't really need anyone else. Or this place over here, I'm going to ride their coattails because they already have what I need in this realm. Um, I would like to think of a, a great analogy for this, but it, it's like if someone came to you, sent you the thing in Alabama's... Yeah. Room yesterday. Okay. 
in moderation. Let's put this. In, okay. Yeah. <laughs> if someone came along very beginning, mm-hmm. all right, and was like, all right, Dane, he's like, I don't, uh, I'm not going to have a lot of people for you, but you know what? There's a lot of flow that comes through here. So it's on you to gain people, right? Here's our facility. And it looks like Alabama's Holy you know, recovery shit. place. Yeah. Or here comes along a place that's mid tier and says, I'm going to be able to hand you like 50 people right away. And you know, we're a growing company. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We have a good reputation and all this stuff. It's like people will go for the shiny thing, even though there's no fucking guarantee over there at Alabama, you know, that type of room. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee that you're going to get the people. Right. Right. It's just a guarantee that we got this fancy shit you can use. Right. Mm-hmm. All the bells and whistles. Right. The other place got some nice stuff, you know, high quality coaching, but they're just not at the same um, academic level as that. You know what I mean? They don't yeah. have the money. They don't have the alumni. They don't have the funds, right? right? But these people over here can guarantee you 50 clients, right? Quality coaching, good reputation. There's nothing wrong with that place at all, right? Right. A lot of people choose the shiny door mm-hmm. that's handed to them. You know what I mean? Now, I guess that's a semi-bad example because maybe that other place isn't going to just hand you clients either. But do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like I do, people yeah. will always go towards like um that's how stupid some of these parents are. They walk into like uh a place that has turf and like, oh my god, this is an elite training facility. <laughs> Motherfucker, they spent ten grand on turf. Like, I do you want me to go do that? I'll spend so spend ten grand on turf. All right, what do you want? Some some painted up walls and some racks? Okay, let me spend twenty grand real quick. Twenty five grand. All right cool come in like no mm-hmm. but parents are stupid and that that's what they'll do um long time ago you know I, again i'm kind of dating myself here um like csa gym and even okay eric cressy's place like okay. cressy uh sports performance or whatever it's called yeah um go back and like may not be able to find it now but like the it, there's like old, like if you look at like his facility before, he was training like top notch athletes and it wasn't anything crazy in there. Right. You know what I mean? People are just stupid. <laughs> that's all I have to say about it. But um, but I think like that's that's kind of what people do. That's why you see people go to like commercial gyms. Well, there's 2,000 members and they have all the equipment. I'll probably get clients. Yeah, you'll get clients that want to pay you 25 bucks an hour. Right, because you're getting those people that yeah. are happy being in a space where there are 2,000 members. Yeah. Yeah. So The lack of, I just, I keep coming back to like the lack of vision. I. Well, a lot of people, I think, don't want to, excuse me, they don't know how to build in general anyway. They don't know how to build anything anyway. So they don't have that vision they don't have that long-term vision right they don't have the ability to see growth because they don't know how to grow they want to ride everyone's coattails and that's no lie that's how most people are they want to go somewhere where it is 
already established, coddled to them. Here you go. Here's your people. So let me explain something. I, I wanted to put this in my story, and I still might. All right. And I, 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 I'll throw out some numbers so we can get specific with it. When I started training people, right, I think I charged uh, $35 for an hour session. Uh, for, and then I went to $40 pretty damn quick. But I offered an introductory to get clients four sessions for a hundred bucks, right? $25 each. And a lot of times that ended up did sign people on for a longer bid. You know, they would do, they would like it. So, okay, hey, uh, eight sessions at 40 bucks. So cool. I just made 320, you know, mm-hmm. um, I'd sell packages like that and you know, all that stuff. Um, wasn't really doing programming yet. Then I started doing programming. Um, mainly when I opened my own gym, started doing a lot more programming. And I think my programming, like, I think nutrition used to be 40 bucks a month. Programming used to be like 50, 55 a month, something like that. Um, to put that in perspective, you, unless you're on like some kind of uh, deal or, you know, whatever's going on, um, I mean, your gym membership is that now, right? Um, to f- kind of flash forward a little bit, like, what I used to charge for, a, a um like kind of like it's kind of like a class setting in a way so you you would come in three times a week it was a group program mm-hmm. um and it was like an hour and a half or two hours where there'd be a coach in right and it was just a designated time you could come in there would guaranteed to be a coach there and um the price of that the initial price point you can't even get a one-on-one with me now for that same price point right Actually, you can't do anything with me except a template for that price point uh, or a gym membership. Keep going forward, right? Mm-hmm. What people are charging for their monthly group programs, group fitness, you know, CrossFit, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What they charge, you can't even get me as a coach now for that. Think about that. Right? Like per month? Or per month. Okay. What they charge per month for all classes, you can't even get me to program for you now at that price, right? My my price for programming, you know, went up to that point where, how do I say this? Like what I used to, eventually what I thought was like a higher rate for my class stuff my, my coaching went there and then now it's beyond that. Like you can't, you can name the most expensive CrossFit, most expensive group fitness class gym around here in my programming alone is more expensive than that. And that's not a brag. That's not a like, look what I'm doing, making money. Cause I could charge $400 a month if I really wanted to. And, um, there are coaches who charge more than I do. It's not about that. It's about, the demand in the growth commanded that I charge that that price. That's a good way to put it, yeah. It's to the point where where even where my prices are now, um, if I take you on, let me put it this way. People that inquire, you'll get a little no here and there or a non-response. That is good because that means my price is mm-hmm. set right. When everyone's saying yes, my price isn't set right. 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 So, again, that growth 
happened off of demand. I have more clients now than I've ever had in my career at the highest price point that I've ever had in my career. Why is that? That's growth. That's growing your business. That's putting out quality coaching. That's putting out quality. The only thing I haven't done is raise my gym membership. My gym should be, you know, about 10, 15 bucks more a month than it is. But I don't do that because I want people to come in and experience everything. And I want a place where they can come get out of the commercial gym culture and actually start to learn some things, right? So I don't mind being where I'm at. Am I a Walmart $30 a month gym? No. If you want any kind of deal, you got to make a commitment. And then maybe we can talk. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to just like... Like I said, we hardly ever run specials. We don't do the first of the year stuff very much. I think we did a couple of years ago, you know. But um, most people, ugh, excuse me, most people will never, never grow uh, to that point. You know what I mean? They they don't they don't have enough clientele, enough flow, enough demand to even start to, you know, adjust pricing or to stop taking people on or to, you know, only work with a certain level of clientele. If I worked with everyone, holy shit, you know what I mean? Like if we, if I could, if I had two more coaches in here too, and we just worked with anybody, mm. you all are fucked. If we put price points where like, you know what I mean? Because of the quality of coaching. We make it look that much better. And again, if you think that's cocky, then you need to just go hide under a rock because you're going to get destroyed in business. You're going to get destroyed in life. That's the way it is. Mm -hmm. Like we put out a superior product. Simple. That's all there is to it. So I had written down, how do you grow? Because I had asked if... People don't have vision for a certain thing, and it's because uh, they don't know how to grow. Then how do you do that? But you already started to answer it, where you were saying that you know growth is coming from demand, and demand is coming from the quality of the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. and that speaks for itself to it, bring people in. Yep. That ball starts rolling and just picks up steam. It's a double-edged sword in a way because once you get to that point, trying to find a coach to bring in, trying to find a practitioner to bring mm-hmm. in, that will maybe not from the get-go but you know has the potential to match that quality quality yep that's hard it becomes really hard Mm -hmm. because you can't then bring in just anybody because that person now represents you and your business and if they aren't going to represent it to a satisfactory level now you suffer because of it yeah yep and that's that's kind of been a dilemma i mean we've put out put out a bunch of times that we're looking for coaches and we're looking for help and this and that. Um, and it doesn't start off like you're not going to walk in here and I'm going to give you 20 people. Like it doesn't work that way. You got to earn it. Like we will give you people. And as you show that you have the reputation standard, mm-hmm. we'll start to give you more and more and more and more and more. Right. Problem is, is that people want to walk in and just have clients. They don't care about the standard. They don't care about the integrity of the place. They just care about, Give me clients so I can get paid, right? And that comes full circle right back around to the question, like, where are all the workers? Where are the people that want to work to build something, mm-hmm. like, for themselves and but, to be a part of something? Yeah, and there's the, the big thing of, like, job hopping right now and all that stuff. And 
uh, going places where you're getting more pay and, you know, it's this whole internet thing. Like, let me tell you something right now. What's happening is people that anybody I talk to in business, yes, they're looking for workers, but if they see on your resume that you haven't held a consistent place for a couple years, they're not hiring you flat out. You're getting skipped over. If you've been hopping around, you had four jobs in the last two years, they're not going to hire you. It's mm-hmm. just the, it, it it's becoming to the point where companies are getting sick of it. So they're just done with it. And they're only hiring people that can stay committed. And, and that loyalty thing goes a long fucking way. I mean, you, you can think of like between, you know, our whole business thing is like, like I could, fuck, I could probably triple your rent, quadruple it. You know what I mean? But I haven't (laughs) based off of, you know what I mean? Like this is like a thing that's clicking, a thing that's working. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, sure. We add some things. I'm like, hey, you know, our utilities are going to go up, so we might, we need a little bit more. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's normal. That's called inflation Um, or or serious inflation the past two years. But, um, you know, but it's like, I could sit there, it, like I, I actually did some uh, some math the other day because I was wondering about this. So I pay a higher rate to coaches too, right, mm-hmm. than other gyms. If I were to take what I should be taking, and this isn't counting you, if I were to take what I should be taking, mm-hmm. what other gyms take, I should be pulling myself. I should be making another thirty thousand a year, roughly myself. Based on the difference of what, of what I should you take versus what, what other gyms, yeah, what other often. gyms would take versus yeah. what, like I should be paying myself another thirty grand a year. Wow, yeah, that's significant. Mm-hmm. That's how much more I pay than other gyms, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mean, if we added in your your stuff and whatever else, you know what I mean? Yeah. If I went to nickel and dime, I'd, I'd, you know, but I I want that. It's like I've said from the fucking beginning is like we're all going to grow, right? And everyone's just got to keep doing what they're doing, right? You know. Um and I and that's the thing is that you know I just went over the the loyalty thing and that's kind of where I'm going with yeah. that. It's like if you're loyal to companies and you know when you need that time off, when you need um when you come to them serious like not just like, I've been here for three months, where's my raise? But like, I've been here a while, I've been doing good, I think. And like, you respectfully ask for more money. Guess what? They're probably going to give you more money as long as the company can afford it. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying you need to just like slave away at a company forever, but they're probably going to give you a raise. I mean, it happens all the time. Um, in the more you... How do I say this? Respect the company and respect the business and treat it as like you're a representation of that business and it's almost like it's your own, the more perks are going to come your way. Mm-hmm. And it happens time and time again. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying be fake and like kiss your boss's ass and like, you know, be a, a you know, just just off the wall, nice, nicey, nice person. You know what I mean? I'm not saying shit on your boss's desk but you know like you got to find that middle ground of like i'm a hard worker but i'm gonna demand a little bit of respect but mm-hmm. you also have to acknowledge where you're at 
you can't just like go in somewhere and be like, Hey, I want this salary because I've been here a year and you promised me growth. The, the owner or the CEO, whoever's going to look at you like I've been in this for 20 years, 30 years. Mm -hmm. I grew everyone beneath me grew, you know, look at these companies that hire within. You like, want to keep growing. Yeah. The companies that hire or uh, hire, um, advance within, I mean, fuck. There's people that have made massive careers off of that. Mm -hmm. Just ride, again, riding the coattails of someone else. But, you know, if, they're, if you're putting out enough and producing enough for that company, they're going to take you with them. If you're not producing, they're going to get rid of you. <laughs> Simple. Simple enough. Yeah. So, I mean, the number of times that I've had conversations with, you know, small business owners who are members here mm -hmm. or are clients of mine about uh, the loyalty thing that you had brought up, mm. that they've helped out their employees. Yeah. You know, they were in a tough spot or they needed extra time or they um, you know, asked for a raise or they asked for more responsibility. They asked for you know something to kind of like move themselves up the ladder, mm -hmm. whatever it was in that small business environment and you know some of these are good size businesses yeah. you know small business has a you know, I mean a small title. business is what up to 500 employees yeah so, so yeah I'm not talking like you know the mom and pa store down that has like two people working for them like mm -hmm. these are sizable they will go out of their way for the folks that have been there for them mm -hmm. and it's not just an act you yeah. know, to make it seem like, oh, I've got you, like, so you'll stay and keep working with us. Like, no, they genuinely care about that because what they mm -hmm. understand also is that that's synergistic. If they're yeah. able to take care of the employee, that employee will then stay and be able to do, continue to do the job that they need them to be able to do so everyone is successful. Yeah. And, you know, in a way you could look at that and say, okay, they're riding the coattails of that. But, you know, some people might hear that and think that that has a, a bad connotation, you mm -hmm. know, attached to it. And it, it doesn't. Mm. It's like the saying, like the you know, rising tide raises all ships. Yeah. You help the bigger picture continue to increase and improve, and you get to increase and improve yeah. along with it. And that's the, just part of that vision that people don't seem to have. Yeah. The you know the whole like what I mean by like riding the coattails of others um, is when how do I say this? For example. can think of a business guy owns a couple in five six years ago i bet you no one really wanted to fuck with them you know what i mean no one wanted to work for them really mm -hmm. probably, you know what i mean no one maybe they wanted to be a part of it because it was a growing company but no one wanted to like really be their second command and all this stuff and i asked the guy one time i said are you thinking about like expanding your company like maybe doing some franchises, maybe doing some, you know, something. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he said, yeah. He's like, maybe one day he's like, he said basically everyone is coming around now trying to franchise his products, right? Or get them into like other stores and things like that. And that's a, that's part of success. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. But I think there's people in that group that are just seeing how much money he's making and like, oh, I, I'm going to just grab onto here and 
go with that brand, not because they love the brand, not because they believe in the product, because they want his money. They want the money he has. Mm -hmm. And they think as long as they open it, they're going to have the same, same success, right? And that's where like, again, with some of these companies, like the franchising process is very strict and all that because it, no company wants that. They don't want someone like that to destroy the reputation of their company, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like, think of that on a smaller level now. Right. Like there's people just like, okay, well, I can't establish myself at all. So let me just go run over here to this place and try to uh, act like I'm the successful over here. Uh, and it's usually those people that come from privilege and don't want to work to get their own people or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, look at, look at half of the gyms are like a lot of the gyms around here are mommy and daddy funded or trust fund funded. (laughs) But yeah, just like those people that don't, they don't want to work for it at all. If that makes sense. But like, believe it, believe in a product, joining a team, you know, Growing yourself in that way, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not, I guess it's two different things. Maybe I'm using a bad term or whatever, but um, there's a difference between joining a team because you believe in it, you want to help grow it, and you're passionate about the product, Mm -hmm. and joining this team over here because you think that you're just going to get all this business off of it because they're successful. Right. You know, it's kind of like the, um, you know, we can be realtors, and I have my, you know, I'm selling million dollar houses and stuff. And then here you come along, you can't sell a fucking house at all, you know, but we're on the same team, you know, (laughs) but, um, you think that you're going to sell million dollar houses, but you're not selling anything. You're selling Mm $20,000 house or something. You're selling like, but just shanties, you know, (laughs) shanty. Like, um, but you're not guaranteed success just because you went to, X place, you right? Know, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, in a way, too, like, I'm I always like to see, and I said this in the last episode, is like, I always like to see where people have came from. Mm. Where, what was your steps? Where'd you come, you know, who paid for that job? <laughs> who, who paid for that equipment, right? Who, who built that, you know, and there's some, there's pride in that, like, you, you know. You hear that some people make excuses, you know, when their mommy and daddy did pay for their place or, um, you know, whenever someone handed them a bunch of money. Um, and you hear them make excuses of like, you know, that it's not their fault they came from this and blah, blah, whatever the fuck, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's all well and good. I mean, good for you. But I'm always going to appreciate seeing people that build it themselves. Right. Starting from scratch. Yeah. Started from nothing. And to me, like everything for me is more about quality, the prestige, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Reputation versus, Oh, I just have a bunch of shit because, you know, my daddy's opened a million dollar gym for me, you know, and hands it to you. Here you go. Yeah. 
So I'm just always going to err on that side of like the people that paid for it themselves understand what it fucking took to get through it and build yeah. it. So bootstrapping changes you. Yeah. 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 There's not enough of that in the world. Hence the question. Yeah. Time to go do some more work. All right. That's all for today. 